Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer King Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our Bible study starts at, at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays, and our Sunday is at 10 a.m., where we also have a great service. We also have Fridays, where we have Sunday school. So, and it starts at 7 p.m. So please join us on all of the different things that we have going on in this church. Um, also, don't forget to uh, click the like button and the notification bell on YouTube where you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. Also, go to our Wix site where it is tomminc.wixsite.com slash where you can get all of our things that we do in our church, you'll get pictures, you'll get um, ministries, and all the different things that we have going on here. Amen? Amen. Acts 5 and 1, and it starts out, But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds, and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. It says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was so, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And a great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young man rose and wrapped up, wrapped him up, and carried him out and buried him. Mm. Lying to the Holy Spirit. Now, we see where Ananias had a chance to either sell this land or keep it. He wasn't told to do it. He wasn't made to do it. So somebody might say, well, what was the problem with selling selling it and keeping some of the money and then giving the rest away? Nothing. It was the perception on why he made it seem like he had did what everybody else had done. So when you look at four, everybody gave away all of their land and they donated everything. So everybody can have a piece of it. Right. Everybody was donating everything they had so they can be all in for one another. Right. He did the selfish thing where he granted half of it and kept the other half. But not only did he do that, but he made it seem like he had gave it everything to the apostles. 
you know, the perception of what he was trying to make himself look like he did everything that everybody else did, but he didn't. And Peter caught it right away. And called him on it. Right? Go ahead. I was going to say, this also, when they talk about this, this is where, like in Deuteronomy, this is like Deuteronomy, uh, um, where it says about when you do a vow mm -hmm. to the Lord, um, you're supposed to be. You're supposed to pay it. You're supposed to not lie to him. Right. So this is like the virgin coming to life. Right. And he did this, and didn't care. Yeah, and didn't care. Tried to get away with it too. Yeah, that's sad. That's and sad. see, we have people like this in the churches mm. that perceives and gives the perception mm -hmm. that they all in, but they really not. Go ahead. It's Deuteronomy 23 and 21. Uh -huh. When thou shalt vow a vow mm -hmm. unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it. For the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it will be a sin in thee. And see, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. You are not supposed to lie about what you're doing in the church. Perception is everything when it comes to God. God tell you if you give grudgingly, you don't want it. Right? right? right. Perception. Because somebody else might just see you giving and say, oh, he gave. But God knows your heart. And he knows if you gave and you really didn't want to, but you just gave because everybody else gave. Yeah. You don't want it. It becomes a sin because it's deceitful. It's deceitful behavior in a holy place. Right? right? And this is a time when the Holy Spirit had just came down. This was fresh. <laughs> you know, that, that's why as a believer, um, Coronavirus became so important mm -hmm. to believers, especially when it comes to church. Because before church, you saw all these people at church. Right. Now, the churches are open, but don't hardly nobody go. Mm -hmm. And they make up excuses why they can't go and, and blame it on the coronavirus and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But we know God taking care of us. True believers know that. Yeah. God is not going to kill you because you go to church. No. <laughs> but we go to church and we see hardly anybody there. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because of the perception that they gave when they were going. It's some people that Especially with the elderly, they can't get out, and, and most of them is, you know, tied up. And, and, and I get that. Mm -hmm. Ailments, yeah. 
but the younger people that can go, don't go. Yeah. And why? Because of the perception that was there before. But the unveiling of the perception is here now. True believers. Right. This is where God is. We have to be true believers. Right. And be true to yourself. Be true to God. Because God's going to read your heart regardless. Right. You can tell me all day long. You know, but God just knows your heart. It's just like when you have a, uh, you know, people tell me when they're, you know, you're an apostle and you're a bishop and you got all these titles and all of this stuff. You can call yourself whatever you want. But you have to be doing the work of whoever you say you are. Why? Because God, not because of man, but because God holds you accountable. The perception here, everybody was giving. So if you give, God's going to hold you accountable. And this is what happened. Right? The young man rose in, four, in six and wrapped him up and carried him off and buried him. Seven says, and after an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down and at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And a great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. She come in, she don't know what happened to her husband. They asked her and questioned her about it. She lied to them. The perception of who you try to be in church. You know, and in our churches, we it might not be this cut and dry where you lie in church of who you are and then you just drop dead. But this is an example of people being in the church, not being there for the right reasons, and just going on and on and on and on. And then you will pass away. And this is the essential part of why Jesus said, 
when people come in to me and they tell me I did this in your name and that in your name and all of this stuff and Jesus says depart from me I know you not you won't get away with it you can't sneak your way into heaven you can't deceive your way into heaven right We see Sapphire, she comes home, she don't know what happened to her husband. She lies when she's questioned about what they did, because she knew about it. She did. And she got caught. Yeah. She lied with her husband, and now she late with her husband. Right? Mm -hmm. This is uh, an example of, you just can't, you can follow the wrong person yes. right to death yeah. right to death you gotta, you gotta do what's right yeah you have to do what's right especially when it comes to God's house yeah. it's all kind of stuff that goes on in God's house that don't supposed to go on in there and Jesus calls people on it when you go to uh, Revelation. You see it in the seven churches. All kind of stuff was going on. And Jesus called it all out. Still giving you a chance to repent on it. So they asked the question. And now it says, and a great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. Everybody's scared now. You ain't nothing to be scared about if you didn't lie. give grudgingly. That's why God tells us to give from our hearts. Twelve. And none of them was made to give. I want you to know something in Acts. As we read in Acts, you don't see anybody that had to give. It just gave. Peter and John and all the disciples, they did not ask these people for 10%. No. They didn't ask them for tithes. They didn't ask for offering. No. These people gave what they wanted to give. $50 right. They didn't have a $50 line. They didn't have a $100 line. They didn't have a $1,000 line. If you wanted to, you just get in line. Yeah. And you give whatever you wanted to give. Right? People bring up Abraham. Well, Abraham gave 10%. Abraham gave what he wanted to give, and he gave 10% on his own. God did not come down and tell him, Abraham, you need to give 10%. He never said that. That is, you'll never find that in the scripture. He gave what he gave out of his heart. And his heart said, give 10%. That's what he did. 
Jesus tells us, when you give, don't give grudgingly. He didn't say, when you give, make sure you give 10%. No. That's massive. A lot of people think it's 10%. Yeah. But again, this goes into lying in church. Deceiving people. Instead of telling them the truth. 12. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's portico. 13. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. I'm going to tell you, every time there is an add-on to the church, it says, the Lord did it. Man doesn't do it. Handing out flyers don't do it. Right? Shaking hands, kissing babies, they don't do it. We cannot forget that this is God's house and God sends whoever he wants to go to that particular house. Yeah. You can put out a thousand flyers. Yeah. You may get one person. Yeah. And that one person is because God sent them. Yeah. And nothing to do with your flyers. But we trick ourselves, deceive ourselves into believing that. God adds to these. Our jobs is to keep preaching and teaching. And let God do it. One thing we do at this church, we don't even talk about tithes and offerings. We don't stop church for giving. We don't. We have service. Everybody knows where the tithes and offering box is, and they put in what they put in. That's it. We don't even talk about it. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. Because the whole thing is, your tithes and offering mm -hmm. is between you and the Lord. Right. That's it. Right. Is there a blessing in giving tithes and offering? Yes, it is. But it's not up to me to tell you you need to do that. Right. I can tell you all day that it's a blessing in giving. But I can't put a number on that. Because mm -hmm. God didn't put a number on that. Right. You just give. That's up to you. That's it. We don't even talk about it. And the church is growing. And thriving. Because we have service and we have church and we don't worry about offering. You put in what you put in. Right. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it is. Yeah. 
getting back to the way church is supposed to be, like in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. People will tell you, when you talk about Acts, Acts is a book that is ongoing. Because it hasn't finished yet. We're still in Acts. Well, if we're still in Acts, <laughs> we need to go back to the beginning mm -hmm. and see how the church got started. Because our church is as far from what it says in here. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. 13. None of them, none of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. There was people there that just, they were scared of. And they were scared what would happen. It was, they were scared what would happen to them on one end. And then they were scared of joining them because of the Pharisees and Sadducees. It says, but the people held them in high esteem. They might not wanted to join them because they were scared. But they respected them. 14. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord. Multitudes of men, of both men and women. So they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats. That as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. That's power. The people also gathered from town around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. This is what happens when, when the whole church is on one accord, mm -hmm. is with one accord. This is what happens. 17, it says, But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. They was getting too much attention. And now, instead of the Sadducees joining in, praising God, mm -hmm. They worried about their status. They worried about their position. They worried about their money. They got jealous and threw them all in jail. Mm -hmm. And we have that today. I see it all the time. Young pastors coming up. Yeah. The older pastors don't pay them no attention. They're not trying to help them come up. Just talk about them and dog them out. Push them off to the side. True. We ain't got time for that. Help the young people. We have to help them. And it don't mean that they young people like in age. This is young pastors and ministers. Which means they just started. Younger. They can be 50, 60, 70 years old just starting out. Being young in Christ? Yeah. Yeah. You got these Sadducees out there just jealous of them, threw them in jail. 
you'll get locked out. And, you know, nowadays you get locked out and people don't want to talk to you, help you out, and all this kind of stuff. I don't know how the, the body of Christ is supposed to grow and endure when there's so much animosity between the leaders. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's sad. It's, <laughs> it's sad that politics get in the way mm-hmm. of the church. And the church don't even supposed to have politics. The only vision is God's. Right. It says 19, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. The angel let them out because they didn't need to be in there. When you're doing what God say, he's going to put you right back where you had you at in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's funny, though, because you hear about them amongst the people, and then they get put in jail. The angel gets them out and say, okay, well, now I don't, I don't need y'all amongst the people. I need y'all to go in the temple. Say what you were saying out on the streets in there. Right. Mm. You know you're doing what you're supposed to when the angel come down and get you out. <laughs> wow. mm-hmm. Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senators of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in prison, so they returned and reported, we found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the door, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. See, what happens is, when God is on your side, mm-hmm. and you have an opposition against people who say they are in Christ, mm-hmm. it may seem daunting at the time, but the truth is, the other ones, the people that are doing this to you, they're the ones fighting God. You see? This is why God tells us he will fight our battles. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Because we don't have to fight. These people are in enough trouble as it is with God. I don't fight these battles. I let God fight them. Mm-hmm. I stay out of God's way. Because when you get in God's way and you try to fight these battles, 
you'll mess around and get <laughs> get messed around. <laughs> right? Because you don't want to get caught up in a wrath because you're doing something you ain't got no business. Just move out of the way. Yeah. Gotta handle it. A wrath that doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to you. <laughs> we get caught in God's wrath for no reason. And all you have to do is go be still. Just be still. Sit down. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's it. God got it. Mm -hmm. We have to know that though. So it says in 24, And when the captain of the temple and the priest chief heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about, about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and bought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. <laughs> Somebody went and told. Right. Starting mess. Mm -hmm. They go down there, they see them preaching in the temple. In their eyes, I don't know what was worse. That they was missing from prison or that they were preaching in the temple. So they go and grab them, but not by force. We don't want to cause a scene. We don't want to make no waves. Oh, boy. Right? <laughs> Just going to go get them quietly. Uh, hey, can y'all come over here for a second? <laughs> no. How you going to try to put them away quietly? Try to put them away quietly. That's what they do. What they do with Jesus. They came at nighttime. Yeah, Trying to get them quietly. Want to cause no waves in the morning when everybody watching. Yeah. Twenty-seven. It says, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council, mm -hmm. and the high priest questioned them, saying, "We strictly charge you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching." And you intend to bring this man, this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than man. It's such a, a big, bold scripture that applies today. That's right. That's right. You got yourself preaching, you ain't no preaching no? I gotta obey what God told me to do. That's it. So many preachers sitting on the sidelines waiting to preach when there's ample ways to do it. <laughs> you don't have to preach in that church. You can preach online. Yeah. If God called you to do something, you should be doing it. Right. Wow, you have to wait. Wait on what? God called me to do it. to do what God tells us to do and not so much what man told to do. I was told that I wouldn't be a pastor for 10 years and I think the next year I was a pastor. 
Now, if I would listen to man, I would still not be pastor. Listen to God. Pay attention to God, not man. 30. The God, the God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leaders and saviors to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The Holy Spirit, to whom was given to those who obey him. If you don't obey him, you won't get it. Right? You got a question? Comment? Thirty-three says, when they had heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to the men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, Thaddeus rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. He was killed, and all, of, all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fall. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. And you might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. When God is in something, there's going to be some fruit that is going to bear from it. Right. But some of us don't allow the fruit to bear. We just shut it down before it can happen. And then people, these people that get shut down, they go elsewhere, and the, the it ain't bloom other places mm-hmm. when they could have bloomed there. Jealousy, envy, all of these things come into play mm-hmm. just because you don't like them. <laughs> don't mean that God is not with them. Right. You see. We really have to use the Holy Spirit to discern these things. Mm -hmm. We end up giving away some of the greatest people and the most powerfulest people in the churches. I've seen powerful people in churches just not be able to do anything in their churches. 
because of jealousy, because of envy, because they people don't like them and all of this kind of stuff. They're powerful people. And for the life of them, they can't understand why they are being persecuted in the church. But you have to ask yourself, is that really a church? And you don't have to stay and be persecuted. God calls us to peace. So why would he want you to go and be persecuted in peace? I want our churches to get to the point where we can work together in unity like God intended it to be in the first place. It doesn't have room for egos and jealousy and envy. It doesn't. The times that we are in right now, you would think all of the Christians, all of the people that are in Christ would be together. We would be bonding together. We're both far apart than ever now. All because of one virus? Sad. And this man just told him, you'll be fighting God if you're not careful. You have to ask yourself that. You have to tell yourself that. Am I fighting God by fighting off these people? People have pastors in their churches that ain't pastor. We got ministers that are sitting on the side wire that ain't ministering. Mm. Prophets that's not prophesying. Yeah. All because of people who don't want them to do anything in their churches. But God put them there for a reason. And we're wondering why we only got five and six members. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. These are not many kingdoms. Mm -hmm. This is God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. This is God's house. He puts in there who he wants. He gives you all of these people. He gives you prophets and teachers and preachers and prophets and all of these different people in the church. Mm -hmm. And nobody's doing anything but the pastor. And he won't let nobody do nothing. In the meantime, the church is just suffering. Nobody's getting healed. Nobody's getting saved. People putting in tithes and offering, and that's all that's going through the church. Money. But then when the money is not there, the church falls apart. Because the church is not built on faith and on God's word, it's built on money. Right? Watch out, or you'll be fighting God. Right? right? Mm -hmm. It says in 38, So in the present case, I tell you, keep, a, keep away. 
from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man's, it will fall. But if it is God, you will not be able to overthrow them. And that's the other thing. <laughs> if God is in it, you ain't going to be able to move them no way. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. You might even be found opposing God. So they took, the, they took his advice, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. He said, you better leave them alone. So they say, okay. And then they beat on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So they beat on them anyway. Mm-hmm. And told them, now look. Don't go preaching about that Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It says, then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Mm. How many of us, when we are being told that we're not doing something in Christ the right way, when you know you are and everything else is wrong, Mm -hmm. and you're the only one speaking up, Mm -hmm. and you're getting chastised, we are not to fall into a deep depression. Mm. You count it all joy that you were the one who stuck up for God when nobody else would. That's That's why it's only a remnant going to heaven anyway. Everybody's not going to choose God. They that left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Mm-hmm. They was counting joy that we suffered for Christ's name. Mm-hmm. I got pushed away because of my belief in God. That's it. And they was cheering. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I was to had stopped because of the stuff that I had been through. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have never got as far as I got. Oh, no. I never would have been blessed with all the things I was blessed with. But I stayed with God through everything that I went through. Right. And it was like, and I, and I felt like David. David was saying in the scriptures where, and, and you can see it where the worst things got for David, the more he clung to God. And in my life, the things that I had went through, a lot of the things I went through in the church, the worse it got for me, the more I clung to God. And the more I clung to God, the more the sky is just cleared up. Right. Right. And that's the way it goes. Yeah. 42 says, and every day in the temple, and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. Yeah. That didn't stop them. Nowhere. They got beat. They went out praising and then went teaching again. 
joy. They just counted all joy. Being able to do what the disciples have done, especially in this in this book of Acts right here in five. This is why you see throughout the New Testament where it's constantly telling you to be rooted and grounded in the word. Because you, you being rooted and grounded is going to give you the tough skin that you're going to need to deal with the people out here. Right. I mean, truly understand that Jesus was crucified mm -hmm. and died and resurrected, teaching the disciples. And disciples are doing the same thing. And they are all, Jesus included, with the disciples, are being persecuted by the church. These were the church leaders who persecuted Christ. Mm -hmm. And who now, in this scripture, is persecuting the disciples. It just yes. reminds me of that scripture, where, um, paraphrasing, but it says you're not accepted in your own hometown. Yeah. It's the same concept. People at churches and they're not accepted in their own church, you know. Yeah. Like you were saying, like some of the leaders um, don't lead or someone's ministering and they don't minister, you know, because of the pastor wants to do everything or, yeah. or, you know, whatever. But same concept. It is. It's the same concept over and over. And you'll see how you'll be raised in the church and you'll be raised and you'll be growing up and growing up higher in Christ. And the more you get in Christ, the more jealousy and envy and stuff that comes in. Mm -hmm. And you start getting persecuted by the people around you. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know? But it happens. But this is the point. You stay rooted and grounded in God. Right. Why are you going through? Because you're going to go through. And it's going to give you tough skin. Right. And you're going to need it. Because it's not you being persecuted. Right. You're persecuting Christ. It's them. And that's how we're supposed to see it. Even as the body. Even though they're in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. The body of Christ can still, the people can still be persecuting you. Mm -hmm. More than the people that's on the outside. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the thing about being in Christ. You know, when you come to Christ, when you first come to Christ, Coming out of the world is not the hardest part. Mm. You know, it's hard to break away from your friends and the stuff. And you'll have that going back and forth, that tugging. Mm. You know, but you'll eventually get over that. That's not the hardest part. When God is pulling you from the world into the spiritual. Mm. But the hardest part is when you get into the church. Mm. And God starts separating you from church people. <laughs> That's when you really feel it. Because you'll see that everybody's not in church for the same reason. Everybody's not in church for God. You start seeing all the agendas that's in the church. And the cliques. The cliques and, and all of that different stuff. Little clubs and it's a mess. And you'll get frustrated and be like, man, I just stayed out in the street. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You know? But you're not in church for everybody else. You're in church for you. Because at the end of the day, when you pass away, mm -hmm. God is looking at you and what you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're here to help people come out of the world. Right? right? Mm -hmm. And we help. And as you are a powerful man, woman of God, Christ, mm -hmm. uh, prophetess, pastor, bishop, apostle, all of that stuff, God wants you to make people just like you. Right? right? That's right. Just like you. In your lifetime. Yeah. That's right. When Jesus, when you, when you see in Genesis, God, when God made everything, he talks about how he made these things and they all hung with their like kind. We're supposed to be with people of God that are strong like us. That's why he says iron sharpens iron. Not iron sharpens a plastic spoon. Right? Or a metal tablet. It's iron sharpens iron. What does that mean? It means just as you're iron, you get sharpened by iron. And you sharpen the iron just as much as it's sharpening you. Because you're of the same. Cut from the same cloth, so to speak. So when you down, I can help you. And when I'm down, you can help me. Right? We have to stay focused on Christ. In Christ's house. About Christ's things. If we don't, the church is going to fall. The Bible already tells us that it's going to be a great falling away. And then when you go to church now, you see a lot of people that ain't go back. And so you can get an idea of what the great falling away can be like. Right? But if you stay rooted and grounded, you won't be part of that falling away. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for all the blessings that you restored upon us, past, present, and future. We love you for all of the scriptures that you give us, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Now we can go and teach others what we have learned here today. Your apostles showed us what we can do when we stick together. God, we are asking that you give us a heart to stay with you. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, amen. Stay blessed and faithful.